Welcome, everybody, back to Virtue's brand of wrestling here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. I am Virtue, being joined by Robbie Vice. Hey, Rob, I'm going to have to ask you, please say your name properly with everything attached so I don't botch it. Right. Uh, I am the remarkable Robbie Vice. Thank you very much. I am actually looking different than I normally do. I am on remote. I am here on business in lovely Kansas City where it has been nothing but hurricane rains and winds. But I've eaten enough brisket and pulled pork to last me a lifetime, so it's been enjoyable. But uh, enough of that, man. What do we got going on today? So, sorry, remarkable. I, I think a ravishing, and that's what I like, Rick Rude. <laughs> I mean, so you're in Kansas City. I hate I hate Kansas City because isn't that the city where Owen Hart died? I think you're right. Yeah, I Maybe think so. I'm not 100. Yeah, because I, I hate that shit. I hate thinking about that. I remember um, watching that pay per view and the fact that it actually continued, and I just can't believe it was so long ago. You know, like literally it's been a long time. Been like 20 years. Yeah. I think it was maybe May of ninety nine. Twenty years, yeah. Because I want to say I was maybe no, it was longer than twenty years, man. I'm thirty four. Ninety nine. It, it happened in ninety nine at Over the Edge. Oh, then I was fourteen. And I want to say it was May. So it's been like literally twenty years. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this because um, guess who's back in the WWE, and we knew once. He kind of retired from UFC, Brock Lesnar. Now, we knew he was coming back. We didn't know exactly when. And Aaron Rift and I actually mentioned that we thought he would be at Money in the Bank pay-per-view uh, a week before it happened. And But we thought he'd just come out and maybe squash Seth and um, AJ and pretty much make that match a no contest. Right. Little did I think he'd walk out uncontested at the end of the Money in the Bank match, which here's the logic that really irritates me. Mustafa Ali is a fast guy. Why in the hell didn't he grab that damn briefcase and get out of there? He it just, just shows why he should never be the champion. But, I mean, anybody – they shouldn't have had him at that situation. He shouldn't have, Nobody should have been up the ladder. Brock should Maybe have just came up. up. He should have been halfway up yeah. and then looked and had Brock just steamrolled that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, Brock was on Raw. And not on SmackDown, which is interesting, but it's not on Fox yet. Raw's numbers were up a little bit, like 2.5, 2.6. You know, there's a few hundred thousand more people there. So what's your thoughts on Brock Lesnar? And why do you think that Raw was up just a little bit? Because it was after Money in the Bank? Was it a yeah, coincidence that Lesnar was back? Sure. So I, I think, it's look, it's, it's Raw after a pay-per-view, so it's going to have higher viewership. Um, after the way it ended, people wanted to see Lesnar and how he reacted. And third, they were unveiling a brand new title in the third hour, and, and people wanted to see what it was. Now, I will say, anyone who thought that they were going to unveil the hardcore title, I'm going to go ahead and say you're dumb. Just, just for the simple fact of who really wants to see chair shots to the back and gut for an entire match. I mean, what was that? Do you remember that Dean Ambrose House of Horror? Was it was House of Horrors Dean Ambrose, or was it the Asylum? He did some cage match, I think, and it was just was absolutely was that it, the it was asylum? Terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't want to see that. So I'm glad there's no hardcore title. And I'm sure we're going to get into that title going on. But yeah, I think a lot of those things contributed. But at the end of the day, Brock's a draw. And I think people are ready to see either Kofi or Seth be dethroned by a real champion. I think people have been waiting to see Kofi dethroned for a while now. So, you know, Brock is back. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. It's And he's going to be in that title scene. Interestingly enough, Roman's still mid-carding. 
now he's going to feud with Shane. They're keeping Roman out of that main event and that title scene, which is interesting because I, I just think maybe they, if they put him right up there, the genuine cheers, you know, he's definitely getting cheered more now than before he announced leukemia. Yeah. You know, it's not as much as it was like when he announced it and when he first came back, but it's still not the old classic boo to Roman. So maybe that's what, like, what do you think he's mid-carding against like McIntyre's and your Shane's and your Elias's? you think it's for that reason to, to keep those boos at bay? Uh, yes and no. I think it's because Vince is keeping him occupied. And by the way, he's facing Shane McMahon. In Vince's eyes, that is a high esteem. That is not just a throwaway mid-card match. This is the son of Vince McMahon. And you know that he believes that, that is a big deal. World. Too. The best in the world, right? Which is um, a dig at punk every single time. You, I, you know that. I know that. The internet knows that. Oh, absolutely. So, but why do I think they're doing it? Because let's be real. Once Brock wins the title, no one's going to be able to legitimately take it from him except one guy, and and it falls right in line with what you and I both said. Roman being on SmackDown, okay. Brock is probably going to cash in on Kofi Kingston and take his belt. That's what I think is going to happen, and then. Who on SmackDown is going to be able to challenge Brock Lesnar storyline-wise, kayfabe-wise, besides Roman Reigns? So he's about to get that three rockets strapped to him, and he's going to fly to the moon. So I think they're kind of keeping him down for now. But like I said, that Shane McMahon match is nothing to scoff at. But he's about to go to that title picture for SmackDown on Fox. That is absolutely what I think is going to happen. Yeah, so it's like TikTok, TikTok. And and think about this, too. With the wild card rule, even if he's SmackDown champion, Vince can still pull him to Raw for other segments. So it makes the most sense. Now, so you're no-selling your beard shave. I'm no-selling my beard shave because Vito on Getting Color this week said, Dude, why don't you trim your beard? You got a professional job and you go into an office, probably wear a suit and tie. How about khakis and a polo? Um my work, my job, my career, the clients that hire us to bring us in to find discrepancies in their numbers. First of all, if you have a good brain, that's what they want. They don't, I'm not going into board meetings of executives for other companies. I'm going in and looking at, at every room in their building, looking at files. I am not going in and presenting myself like a top executive. So Vito, just because we want to have neck beards to blend in with the neck beards, Right, keep your enemies closer, like they say. Rob, the reason why I'm talking about no selling beards because I see some no selling going on in WWE that really irritates. Real quick, I don't think the man who has some of those pictures online that Noel is posting should make any comments about people's facial hair. Just throwing that out there to Mr. Vito. Are we talking about the man in the dress? Oh, I'm talking about the man in the dress. I'm talking about the man with the perm. And she has been posting pictures of him from the early 90s. And everyone should go check it out. It's gold. There you go. Dude, and I can't believe, like, I had this great story about the Mrs. Dad. I met the Mrs. Dad at his Mr. Hero restaurant this past Saturday. And Noel turned, like, that video was like a thousand plus views on on YouTube, which she basically just took that part of getting color of me telling the story. And everybody's seen it. But here's where I want to go. So the Miz, the Miz's dad, George, he didn't no-sell his gimmick as Mr. Miz. He came right through those double doors in slow motion like David Hasselhoff on Baywatch, sold it. You know who doesn't sell? Wrestlers. 
indie wrestlers. I I, and I'm not going to even mention anything from the indie show that I did this weekend, right? I'm not. But I'm looking at the Money in the Bank match and the next night on Raw. Okay, they wore tape. I give them props. There were two guys in AIW in Cleveland Friday night that went off of a balcony. They did a show on Saturday night in the same town, and neither one of them had tape on their ribs. Okay, whatever. That's indie wrestling. No continuity. They did have tape. Mustafa Ali, um, gosh, who else? Uh, Finn Balor, I think, maybe. Ricochet so, had his back ricochet, tape. Ricochet, ricochet. Okay. Yeah. They had tape, but, like, what happened to, like, the wrapping around, like, DDP? It's that stupid tape like Cesaro. I almost feel they didn't. They weren't going to do it, and Cesaro said, here, use some of my tape out of his bag. But the problem is they put the tape on, but they still bump on their goddamn back. If you're seriously injured and you're working the next night, wouldn't you do stuff to avoid your normal routine so you don't take the – to make no, matters right. worse? Make matters worse. Ricochet, Finn Balor, that's what they do, whatever. Kofi Kingston's the WWE champion, gets beat down by Ziggler, still has to get his shit in, and still has to get up from the gurney and walk away. That was Absolute bullshit. And there are people yeah. arguing with me on Twitter. Oh, he sold great. And his neck got hurt. So him getting up, he was still selling the neck. Dude, you got beat down big time by Dolph Ziggler. You get up, period, off that gurney. You make Ziggler look like a stooge. I am sick of it. was a botch. I am sick of the Kofi. Exactly. Oh yeah, the, like the um, EMTs know what yeah, they're, they're doing because like throw him on a gurney. Yeah, he'll be fine. And he starts to get up. They're like, no, no, no. They would be holding his ass down and putting the neck clamps on him and sending his ass to the hospital. And not just that, he's the WWE champion, and all of a sudden, this guy that was fifty-fifty booked at best the last eleven years now kicks out of everything, wins all of his matches, and gets beat down severely. And still walks out on his own power. I don't buy that. And a casual viewer flipping through the channels won't either. What's your take on these? No, on no selling. Nobody sells injuries. Remember Cowboy yeah. Bob Orton? He had that gimmick even after he was healed as For part of the gimmick. Years. <laughs> right. I mean, think about the days. Even do you remember when D'Lo Brown had the gimmick where he broke his rib, so he got to wear that vest, and then he would do the splash, and it would hurt people, and that was a big controversy. But he would that do the splash. He would do the splash with the gimmick on his chest a little bit afterwards too. Right, and he would still hold it, but but it was still he he would sell. Okay. Um, there are so many gimmicks that is a tried tradition. Just like you said, Bob Orton had a broken arm for. 300 years it became part of the gimmick he cheated with it people hated him it got over but if you don't sell why should i be invested in it because at least say what you will about brock lesnar everyone shits on brock lesnar lesnar will sell he will bust himself open the hard way he will hold his ribs he will act shaken up he the unbalancing act as he's getting yeah. up and he's staggering details 100%. absolutely because let's let's be real in real life if he fought the undertaker he would kill mark calloway especially at this age but this dude sold for the undertaker like the undertaker was from 1999 because he gets it daniel bryan sells daniel bryan still sells but you have some of these new guys kofi kingston it's all the flippy shit dudes that i just really don't like Rollins not that good at it either like he he, he sells, really stopped he sells but it's like for seconds and then he forgets that he had an injury or a right 
or he'll limp on the wrong leg for half the match. I get that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's stupid. It takes away. And that's why, again, I don't want to be on the AEW bandwagon. I'm trying hard not to, but I'm I'm excited for it. Now, I think the fact they signed Ty Dillinger and Glacier is going to be in this thing, whatever. But I just hope they make this like a real thing where they sell again, wins and losses matter. Because I didn't think that Vince cared about AEW, but the last few weeks with all these hectic, crazy changes says he might be worried. And I've been a naysayer to that the entire time, Virtue, but... How else do you explain these cra- – and you read the backstage stuff that they're changing stuff on the fly. Is Vince nervous? I see, I don't know. I mean, what do you think he felt back in the day when Ted Turner bought WCW and all of a sudden they were purging all their talent, throwing money at them, Vince couldn't keep – and Vince still trudged along. And it, it took a long time before he got nervous, but it took a lot of money – for WCW to get to the point where Nitro was beating Raw in the ratings. Right. As AEW, how much of that, you know, $200 million, $100 million, whatever Tony Khan threw in there, how much of that is going to pay big drawing stars? I mean, here's what I think. The talent they have outside of Chris Jericho are indie guys, New Japan guys, Ring of Honor guys. They're going to draw those fans. Those but fans they got Ty Dillinger, the next world champion. To me, the reason why WCW worked and ended up winning the ratings at, at, for 83 weeks is because they were getting those big stars, and then they did a, the coolest thing in the world, turned Hulk Hogan heel. And everybody that remembered Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, hey, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy, and he's got his new company called the NWO, and it's taken over WCW. Well, that's why. Is AEW, they're going to do wins and losses, making it look like a real sport? That's niche, Rob. They're going to, and they already have those niche fans. How is AEW going to get casuals? WWE's failing at it. To me, AEW needs to figure out how to get the casuals. And if they start drawing casuals and WWE doesn't, that's when Vince McMahon should be worried. That's fair. I look at the AEW thing from a selfish fan standpoint. I'm not looking at it as you always do through those beautiful VKM glasses that you, you, you keep those on better than anybody I know. You always see through that. I, I don't. I look at this as a fan. I'm excited for it. But you're right. I don't know how they pull the casuals in because guess what? A lot of their semi-casual fans are pissed off about the Pac and Page match that got pulled. And so what's, yeah, let's talk about that. What like what happened with that? Is Pac, is his visa messed up? Does he really not want to job if Hangman Page was going to win that title because Pac is a champion in Dragon Gate? Tell I me, think, what, yeah. what what's your opinion on that? Like, it's nuts. Yeah, so everything I read, um, I don't think that uh, Pac, which is the worst name ever. Neville. Let's just say Neville. Neville. Let's just call him Neville. That's his real name anyway-ish. Um, Neville, I don't think he, he was going to hold the belt as long as he did. But it just it worked out for Dragon Gate, so they kept it. And we do know that he is very loyal to that promotion. And I don't think he wants to devalue his belt. And I think it's one of those booking situations where he just said, look, I can't do it. And then AEW's in a situation, they just announced a TV deal. They can't have, and, and Paige is going to be one of their rising stars if he's booked right. That's the next big thing for that company. They don't want him to job out. And they don't want to go to a Rob? time draw. Well, they don't want to do the DQ or the time draw. Let, ne- let him win the fucking title, the a- AEW title. Let him be the first champ. Make it dirty. Make him a heel. Make Hangman have to chase it. And then... 
maybe Pac then would lose the Dragon Gate, and then he can lose. You know what I mean? There's right. ways around yeah. it. Still, Pac and Pac Neville, stupid. Just like Bret Hart. I don't. I don't even know what happened back then because there's so many stories. Do the job. You're a worker. You're a wrestler. Titles are fake. Just right. because if you lose a title match for another promotion and a, their first ever main title match, you can book the finish to be like close. He could add his foot under the rope. You could do right. it. It's not going to affect your. It's nuts, dude. I hate that. I think it's stupid. Is it it's a work? Selfish. Is it a work? Is this part of what AEW is going to do? Make now, things controversial. If they do that as a work and they still end up having the match, I don't know. I mean, are you are you suggesting that maybe that you know Paige goes out there, starts talking smack, and all of a sudden Neville comes through the crowd and gives him a beat down and leaves? That would that, even that would be a better than just not showing up, right? Well, I mean, I think could share this that. match happening. Not it. It was supposed to happen at another. Didn't it say that they're. They, weren't they promoting the match, but not at double or nothing? Like it's going to be on the internet or something? Well, they they released a match that he did with Pac. Uh, I want to say yesterday it was on there because, you know, me, I, I'm literally outside of my conferences and going out with my boss. I have six hours to sit in my hotel and do nothing but read dirt sheets. So from what I've seen, they had a match and they already released it. So well, what was it? A, just a normal match, non-title or title? I, I didn't watch the match. I don't know. I, I wasn't that once I found out they weren't going to go in at the big show, I just didn't care anymore. So as the casual fan in this instance, I guess I just said, I don't care. And to me, if, if it doesn't happen and, and this really didn't go through like, wow, already, already, this is what I'm saying. When you get enough workers together, egos still over. I don't care. You can give them all benefits. You can pay them all big bucks. You're going to still have egos. And that's the big problem in WWE. And WWE, Vince McMahon is the ego, and he keeps it in check. And in AEW, remember what happened in WCW? Right. Uh, inmates ran the asylum, and boom. If you look back to our very first episode that we did back in February, I think end of February, we did our first episode together. When We, we had that big AEW show, because that was when everything was rolling, right? That's when Jericho sure. left, and that's when we did all that. One of my topics was like, yeah, they're all friends now, but you keep giving these guys, you know, EP and all these different credits. Eventually, they're not going to want to lose. And they said they were all going to be friends and get along. But both you and I agreed. You get enough ego, you get enough talent, when, especially if wins and losses matter and it's about money. This is exactly what we said would happen, Virtue. This is exactly it. So Unless we're being worked and this turns out to be this great angle to make intrigue for the pay-per-view. And, and right. if, that, if that's true, but here's my question. And Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon, might as well be. In WWE, it stops at Vince. If Vince says yes, it goes. If Vince says no, it goes. Who's that guy in AEW right now? I don't know. Is Cody going to tell his friends no? And if he does, are they going to take him as seriously? There's I mean, I don't know. Vince, Jim Ross. Right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's the unknown. Who knows how that's right. going to operate. You know, you can all seem buddy-buddy and, and chummy-chummy right now, but, I mean, it's still a business, and it's a cutthroat business. And that's part of the intrigue, I guess, for AEW. Will they be able to survive through politics, through everything where WCW couldn't survive? Again, WWE's always been around because Vince McMahon is the guy in charge, and it didn't get – it got chaotic, but he could always at least balance it out. As bad as the product's been creatively – Vince McMahon's the reason why they're still doing what they do, despite some declining numbers right now. He has stretched right. this thing throughout the world and found ways to make money even when the fans aren't giving it to him. That, that's a business. 100%. I mean, that's right. A,
we'll so have something to... else happened, Virtue, that I wanted to ask you about directly. I don't get to do a lot of segues in these, so I'm going to do my one tonight. Go for it. There was a new title unveiled, and I think we have very different opinions of it because I love it. It is cheesy. It is just out there. It's a jobber belt. I won't argue that, but it's different and it's entertaining. It's the 24-7 title that has a list of rules that no one understands, but my God, is it chaos, and it is amazing. What is your take on this new ugly but fun 24-7 championship? I never expected the hardcore title. Um, I expected something for mid-card, not lower catering card. Like I the European? Like – I expected like a TV title, like something that was literally always defended on Raw and SmackDown. And, and there was never a non-title match with this title, which is what the TV title always was. Yeah. They could have maybe, maybe TV's kind of outdated, but they could have called it something. Um, the net, you know, the network, the WWE network. Zack Ryder's internet title. Yeah. And, and, and so I was kind of thinking it was going to be something like that. And that, like your Bobby Roods and, and your mid Carters, even your ricochets and your Finn Balors could really go for that. But then I got to thinking, well, you have the Intercontinental in the U.S. and you can't really do anything with it. They presented it so poorly. Like Mick Foley wasn't even sold on it. And as soon as that crowd was like just getting quiet, like what the F is this? And, and you could tell Foley was like clicking his heels. There's no place like home. There's no place uh -huh. like home. I felt like the presentation of how they debuted it was bad, not Mick's fault. The title's a little bit ugly. And here's my biggest problem with it. It's 24-7, meaning what are they going to do off of TV? Well, you know, they said, Mick Foley said it's going to be like a third-hour title, okay? Well, then that means if they're never going to do anything with it the first two hours of Raw, I think Ben Hameen or Stevie Richards said, well, then it's the 22-7 title. And there's <laughs> so much weird stuff going on with it. And, of course, it's all jobbers, right, that aren't on TV, right. and it's blatantly obvious. They should have had Lashley, whoever was standing in the back watching them. Was it Lashley and someone else? They And Sami Zayn did it on Smackdown. Right. They, why didn't they get involved? At least make it feel important. Don't just make certain wrestlers look at people going for it, and then they walk off like they don't care. That's that my was my problem. big complaint. Yeah, That's that was problem with it. I don't expect the main eventers to go after it, but you got to at least have your mid-card and, and maybe a couple upper mid-carders be interested about it too. And what are yeah, they going to do when it's not TV? Are they going to have right. stuff pre-taped for the internet, for Facebook. social media? So I, I'm just like, eh. Maybe it wins. You know, I don't know. You know what I wanted to happen? I wanted Becky to go out and beat the shit out of some of those jobbers and regain Becky two belts and just leave. That's what I I've been fine with that, but they stay as far away from intergender as they right. can. I mean, they granted, do. Nia Jax came out at the Royal Rumble – but, you know, think about it. Molly Holly did the hardcore title thing back in the day. Was she actually That's a friend? Right. But she ran in. But the payoff was the uh, Amanda. Well, back then they let wrestlers like intergender happen because remember China? But well, uh, that's what I think they could do with this belt. I, I think if they play their cards right, they now they've already kind of made it a jobber title, which again, I think it's fun. I like to see our troops do things. He's entertaining me. But this could have been the perfect opportunity to have the start of some very mild intergender matches, which could have been really entertaining and good for the fans, in my opinion. So you love it. I'm, I do. I'm not so much. And I, I honestly don't know. The only way it could win me over 
Uh, and the belt's ugly, 24-7. I mean, I remember when WWE, before the network, they were selling that extra thing on cable called WWE 24-7. Yeah. And in the corner, if you, if you actually subscribe to it on your cable network, it said 24-7 up in the corner. And yeah. that that's what this keeps reminding me of. Again, yeah. get some guys that are like Alistair Blacks or some people like that into this mix, and then I'll, I'll be interested. But clearly – Ziggler should have taken that title. Ziggler should have debuted to grab that and be like, this is mine. And put it on a worker who can be on TV every single week and put on good matches. And I don't know, showcase this guy with these young call-ups not doing anything like – EC3 and give them something to do, give them something to fight for, give it to people with a high work rate. Yep. I, I don't think it's perfect, but I think the groundwork is there that it could at least be entertaining and fun. I, I just feel like anybody involved with this title going forward, it's it's the catering line. It's a joke. And it sure you might Are some, you saying no way Jose does not have a oh chance to challenge Lesnar for the title? I just I don't know. I mean it's <laughs> I, I had my hopes up going into the day on Monday, and then when I saw that happen, I was just so <laughs> highly disappointed. And, I, I mean, for the thumbnail for this week's show, I mean, I could do Brock Lesnar holding the briefcase. Everybody's going to do that. I wonder yeah. if I should put uh, Foley holding that title with that just just that Poor sour Mick. look. That sour look. Be, we have to be nice. Mick Foley follows me on Twitter. I have interactions with him on occasion. We DM sometimes. He has seen some of the podcast because I do ask for his feedback. So we need to, Mick, we love you. Well, and no, so I tweeted, Mick. I said, love you, Mick. I was I upset, know, I I I was yeah, upset yeah, yeah. that he was so down on himself um, for He's that. He's always like that, man. He takes responsibility for everything. A couple years ago after he was Raw GM, I saw him at an indie show in Northeast Ohio here. And he was like down on himself. And I was like, Mick, that's them. That's not you. Well, well, you're, yeah, man in the business. You, yeah, you went out there and tried to make it work, but these fans, you have to be able to go out and basically do a semi-shoot, which you're one of the best at, mm-hmm. but they don't let you do that. I mean, that, that's how you win these fans over today. You got to go out there and shoot, work, shoot. Not this type of stuff. So, Mick, you're, the, you're one of the best work, shoot guys ever. I mean, there's a promo he cut. I got to find it and share it. Um, I heard it on one of Vince Russo's shows today. Somebody played it. I think he might have been GM, and it's talking about how titles don't mean anything anymore. God, I got to find it. I got to find this one. That's relevant, too. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to find that. I'm going to find that. But, dude, Rob, sorry, Mr. Vice. That's all I got. Anything else you want to add? I have Yes, I have one thing okay. that irritated me, and I thought it was the catalyst to a fun storyline. When Rollins and – the third member of New Day who happens to hold a belt were standing in the ring at the end of Raw and Lesnar comes out and Seth Rollins is standing there with a chair. I wanted him to knock Kofi's ass out and leave him there as an offering to Lesnar to save himself. Doesn't mean he has to be a bad guy, but he could at least ride that line like, hey man, it's you or me. Sorry, sorry, man. You know, you're There's not nobody even on there show. on the writing staff that's capable of convincing Vince McMahon to do that. The few people like Vince Russo or people that have never like us. Right. But people are intimidated. Even Bruce Pritchard is intimidated by Vince McMahon and they just say, yes, Vince. Yes. A career, Vince. Yes, man. You're, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Vince, Because they love that payday and they don't want to lose their job. I mean, at some point they all know they're going to get fired, but they just try to keep that position as long as they can make that money, man. But uh, that's all I got for me, man. Well, do your plugs. 
Oh my God. You or guys can one. follow me, my one plug. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Xenomecha, X E N O M E C H A. I am the remarkable Robbie Vice. And there is a few places that you can find me as well as Mr. Virtue here. Virtue, do my plugs for me. I don't feel like it. All right. Well, we are getting ready to do a new uh, Wrestling with Virtue on wrestlingwithwrestling.com. But I don't know what the topic is yet. So stay tuned. But Rob does those with me. Of course, right here on the bigvetobrand.com each and every week. Robbie Vice and Virtue, Virtue and Vice, Vice and Virtue here on Virtue's brand of wrestling. You know, you can always tweet us too, people, if you want some to topics for us to cover. We kind of just pick and choose at random based on what's hot on the internet. So, and I think, guess what, Rob? Pretty soon, what's you're going to be on no DQ. Aaron oh Rift God. has gave me the green light for you to pick a topic or you and I to right. discuss on a no DQ panel, which is kind of what we used to do before the review. We'll get four of us. We'll talk about something of the past, like best of, worst of, and we, that's what we talk about. So we need to come up with that because that will be your no DQ review. And maybe that's when you turn some heads and somehow become part of the review every week. So you need a remarkable topic. Remarkable. Yep. So just throwing it out there, this is one of my ideas. Why don't we talk about how I am the greatest living co-host on wrestling podcast history? Well, that would be great, but uh, man, that's not going to fly because unfortunately, we got marks to appeal, you know, to appease. Oh uh, yeah. And so we're going to have to actually think of something, you know. And we've done like the best Summer Slams, the best finishing moves, entrance music. So we're going to have to think of something really, really cool. Uh, it could be from the past. It could be something more recently. We'll have to see. Maybe. I don't know if we ever did the, the most shocking returns, you know, but we have to, you and I have to come up with something and we will figure something out. So that's it for ravishing. Wait, I'm sorry for me. Remarkable <laughs> for remarkable Robbie vice. I am virtue. You can follow me on Twitter at no DQ underscore virtue. You can go to my Facebook, no DQ.com slash virtue. We will be back again next week and we'll probably be talking about double or nothing. Because I think it happens over the weekend. So I got I to find an illegal stream, Rob. I, I got you. I got you. You got one for me? Hell Sweet. yeah. Wait, did I just say that? Whoops. No, I, I meant that since we live so close to each other, I'm going to purchase it and we'll watch it together legally. Oh, gotcha. All right. Oh, dude, and guess what? I still have your PlayStation Classic I got to send you. Hell yeah. I sent some other things out to other people, so you're on the uh, – Hey, as long as I move you, up that list. Your cues coming up next. All right, everybody. This is Virtue and Rob from TheBigBeetleBrand.com. Oh, babe. My Do I need to hold you? Come here. Come here. Oh, my God. You were a jobber. You were a jobber. Oh, my God, babe. My shoulders got dirty. Oh, my God. I needed, I needed, I needed surgery. Oh my god! Did you get a sunburn? No, no. Somebody gave me friggin' suntan lotion, but my back got a little ring, ring burns on it. Oh no! Hey! Oh my god! You're a jobber. You. It's okay. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Can you hold it together? All right. Are you alright? You okay?